Hi, friend. You are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, After having been through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This is your host, Janelle Wood. And I'm excited you're listening in for season four, where each month I'm co-hosting this podcast with a different young woman with a unique faith story. My special co-host shares her experience with Christianity and also asks some questions concerning God and faith. And then throughout the month, we're inviting special guests on to share their stories and also address some of my co-hosts' honest questions. So that's the format, and I'm loving it. And once again, I just want to say thank you to those of you who are investing in this podcast through Patreon, Bree and Tim Jeffries. Shout out to you today for supporting what we're doing here. And friend, if you are interested in finding out more about how you can help keep this podcast on the air, get some custom merch like cute stickers, and hear a bonus episode each month where we wrap things up with my monthly co-host, you can become a Patreon supporter by checking out our website at findingsomethingreal.com. Just click support at the top of the page. So today, I'm excited to say we're back with this month's special co-host, Ruby from Taiwan. Ruby is our exchange daughter, one of them. And while she says she's currently not really interested in Jesus Christ, she's here anyway with some great questions. And one of the topics we keep touching on is the difference between Christianity and other world religions, especially Buddhism. Um, So guess what? Today, I think we're going to be talking about that again, but from a more personal perspective. And I'm really excited about today's guest. But before I introduce her, Ruby, welcome back. And how are you? Good. Um, Thank you for having me here again. Yeah, you're wearing a mask because you're at a coffee shop. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm so proud of you. First of all, um, I called you about half an hour before this can right now what we're doing recording and um because you've asked me to remind you when it's time to record and when I called you you answered the phone while you were doing what do you want to tell the listener what kind of safe thing you were doing while you answered the phone I was on my motorbike when you call me on my way you were on your motorbike when I called you yeah Mm -hmm. yes Uh uh-huh and um, it was a video, so I got to see Taiwan upside down. That's what that's yeah. what just happened. Yeah. yeah. And you wearing your mask and your sunglasses and your helmet. And uh, <laughs> we were laughing so hard. 
It would be funny, except it was kind of dangerous. I don't think you should have, as your mother, as your exchange mother, I don't think that you should be answering the phone when you're on a motorbike. Oh, oh that's that's right. But, um, you know, you, since you call me, I just, you know, to you let you know what you I'm had, doing. Yeah. You yeah. had to. You had yeah. to answer the phone. Next yeah, exactly. time, I'd rather you live. I'd rather you live next time. <laughs> 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 but you made it safely there. <laughs> And you have work in a little bit, but thank you for making the time work today, Ruby. Of course. I'm excited. So um, I'm excited about today's guest. What about you? I'm super excited. Good. I am. Me too. So Ruby, when you told me that you were going to a Buddhist temple occasionally after spending two years kind of being immersed in in the Christian experience, I guess I would say, I wasn't sure who we should have on here to talk about some things, but I wanted to find someone who had some personal experience with Buddhism. And after exhausting my own connections, I Googled, which is what you do, right? And so I found a YouTube video um, of a young woman talking about her conversion. Uh, I think it was titled From Buddha to Christ, and it had over 180,000 views. And so I reached out to the organization who put the video out, Hungry Generation. They reached out to this young woman for me. And you know what, Ruby? She's here. She's here today. (laughs) So uh, I can't wait for her to tell her story. Michelle, oh, welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me here. (laughs) Or aloha. (laughs) Yeah, you're in Hawaii right now, right? I am. I'm in Maui currently. Yeah. This is kind of a miracle because we are on very different time zones right now. You're four hours, no, three hours behind. I'm three hours ahead. Ruby's 15 hours ahead of me, so she's 18 hours ahead of you. She's on a whole different day. It's very confusing, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is crazy, and I'm excited. I know. It's just, you know, thank you, technology, Zoom, and or, you know. (laughs) I know. So Michelle, um, I, first of all, I'll put a link to that video in the show notes, but um, for those listening or the person listening right now, would you mind sharing a little bit about who you are and your, your story? Yeah. Um, well, I am Michelle. I'm also, you know, daughter of God. <laughs> um, so for me, I grew up in both household that was very devoted Buddhist on my mom's side and my dad's side. Uh, it wasn't until some miraculous thing happened in our household that just changed my mom, uh, mom's side family into, into Christianity, to Jesus Christ. And from there, my mom had a personal experience of coming to the Lord. And for me, um, I mean, I can't, I don't know Ruby's story. I don't know uh, where she stands, but for me, I was in a place where religion is religion. And I kind of just considered myself like, ah, yeah, yeah, like I'm like half Buddhist and I also know Christian culture. So that is what it is. Um, But it wasn't until end of my high school year that I experienced, um, yeah, a personal experience um, that just Jesus came real. And from there, my whole life transformed and changed. Yeah. So Michelle, one of the things that I noticed in the video that I watched on YouTube, um, 
What did your grandma growing up say that the difference was between Jesus and Buddha? I thought that was so fascinating. Um, yeah, when I was young, I asked my grandma and she was my uh, dad's side's grandma. So she was very devoted Buddhist. And I, I told her one day, I'm like, yeah, what is the difference between Jesus and Buddha? And she was saying they're friends. So, you know, being a girl with a lot of questions, I kind of imagined them in on the cloud shaking hands at their friends. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my understanding. That's where I was. Yeah. So then how did that understanding change? You said something happened at, at the end of high school. Right. I mean, it's a long journey, but I, now I look back, I could just see that God was always just pulling my heart, always just revealing to me that he is a, he's a living, true God. He's not God who's so far away, who doesn't care, who doesn't know. Um, and that understanding came like little by little, it wasn't like a, like I did have a one drastic moment, but to get there, there's so many people who sowed in my journey with prayers and with you know, answering my questions and in a way that I wasn't even like, let's say I wasn't like trying to go out there to look for it, but there was a sense of curiosity. And, um, for me, I came to America and my father, who was also devoted Buddhist, um, has entrusted me and my brother in the hands of third generation pastors household. So I was a Christian pastor. Know, Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. So that's another thing that, you know, just work of God. I can't understand it, but looking back, everything makes sense, you know? Um, but yeah, I was an exchange student at that time and he interest, you know, like had the pastor, uh, pastor's family to, you know, interest us with them. And yeah, I, I, I was exposed to church. I was exposed to, um, Christianity. I didn't know what I was doing back then, back then, but I was going to church with them. It was fun. I was, you know, like, I didn't know what I was doing back then, but now I look back, I was like, oh, that was homeless ministry. We're feeding, you know, food for the group. Oh, I didn't know back then, but oh, that was a retreat, you know? And so I grew up, I guess, being exposed to Christianity and church. Um, but on my like during like mid of my middle school year I kind of clumped up all religion together and I said religion is religion you know I kind of walked away from all religion like I was just like yeah like why do I need to go to church why do I need to have a belief into something higher something that I cannot feel I cannot see um I gotta just live my life and I kind of my heart was just away from all church, all religion, because like, you know, people are imperfect. And although I lived with many Christian communities, like they were not perfect and I'm not perfect, but you know, I was just like, oh, they go to church, they're Christians, but I don't see anything different. Mm -hmm. So that's when I kind of was saying, uh, religion is religion. I don't see the difference. Um, but it wasn't until high school year. Uh, so, you know, I was a bright kid. I go to school and I have friends and, you know, life is good. I was part of 
different school clubs and stuff. But when I came home, I just felt super empty. I remember feeling really empty and I did not know how to even like pinpoint on this emptiness. Um, but I, during that time, I was just, yeah, I would say I was like mild depressed too. Cause I was like, if I'm going to die anyways, like what is the point of living? I know it sounds so drastic, like just, you know, dramatic, but at that time, you know, a lot of uh, things in my life was out of control. And here I was for, you know, in America to study and to, you know, achieve higher education. But the emptiness in my heart was just growing bigger and bigger. And I was trying to fill it in with everything else. Um, And I guess for, you know, maybe God was waiting for that moment for me to just like surrender, you know, the word, you know, in church we say, or um, just come to an end point where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know, like what else to do. And that's when one of my friend, um, you know, and she, she also went to church. If anything, she grew up as a Christian. She was a pastor's kid, but again, I didn't see anything different, you know, Mm. But one day she came to school completely changed. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I, I can't say like she changed, you know, in one way or another, but she was just talking about God or she was talking about Jesus. She's talking about this love that she felt. And she asked me the three questions that nobody really asked me. And she was like, Michelle, are you Christian? And that's when I answered. I was like, I'm half Buddhist, half Christian. Like I know both religion. And um, she just was telling me, um, do you have five minutes after school? And I'm like, well, I have nothing to lose. So, and the third question she asked, she's like, Michelle, like, do you believe in God's love? (laughs) (laughs) And I heard about the concept. I seen people. It wasn't personal to me. Um, So I I just, it started with just a a question and curiosity. And that five minute conversation ended up being like three hour conversation because there was so much inside of me um, that I wasn't even realizing of how empty I felt, how just like the pressure of life and family and the just direction that I'm going to, um, just everything. And it just started pouring out, even the brokenness of my family and brokenness within me. And I remember at that time, I felt this just warm presence. Again, during that time, did not know. Looking back, that was Holy Spirit. And my friend invited me to the Friday night service. I went and I was exposed to church, but I wasn't exposed to this kind of like environment where everyone's so passionate and, and, and they're just like, in this presence and just worshiping. So I I was like, okay, do I open my eyes? Do I close my eyes? Do I raise my hand? What do I do? And at that sermon, you know, just talking about God's love. And I think at that time, the question just got bigger. I was like, yeah, what is this God's love? Like I hear about it and I see people change about it. And, you know, like some people are devoted about it, but I don't feel it. I want to, I want to feel it, but I don't feel it. You know, I remember telling one of the church uh, member or sister who was meeting with me, um, 
and I remember telling her, I was like, I feel like these holes in my heart and, and it's, it's like, I can't, I can't fill it up. Like, I just feel so empty. And I remember her praying for me, but again, I was just like, I just, I couldn't get rid of that, the void. Um, it wasn't until I went to retreat myself. Um, and when I say retreat, it's, it's like, you know, at church during wintertime or summer vacation, they take you up in a, in a group form and you just use that three days, four days to just really learn about uh, God and you just soak in, you know, being apart from, I guess, away from life, away from your phone, away from the movies and the things that you just like zone out with. And um, that wasn't my first retreat that I went to, but that was the first retreat where I feel like my heart was really open. Hmm. And at that moment, I just kneeled down and I was praying and I felt this just like this love of God. And my life just went in film. And it was just like him saying, I was always with you. And this uh, sense of joy that I never felt. And joy is so different from happiness. I felt this joy. And I was that kid running around saying, Jesus is real, you guys. God is real. Like, do you know God? And I, I came back. It never stopped. It was in spiritual high. It was in a season or a moment. Like people say, like emotional experience. Like from there, my life changed. Wow. Like my whole motives of what I'm doing or what I am, like my purpose, where I am going to, or just everything changed. Like, you know, like two, 3 a.m. I'll be just singing and just feeling his love and like, wow, stars are beautiful. Trees are beautiful. Like people are beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, like God is awesome. Wow. Um, so long story short, that's like a little glimpse of my testimony, how I came to the Lord, starting with the question, curiosity, and really at one point coming to a desperation and wanting to know. And, you know, God never failed. He never failed to meet me where I was. Um, and it's just one of the stories. I hear so many different, you know, testimonies, how they came to the Lord. And every time I hear, I'm just like, wow, God, we like, you know, as humans, we always try to put him in a box. We always try to downgrade how God works into the way we understand when God is always saying, I am God, like you're not God. I am God. You know, your ways are not higher than mine. And when we open that wonder uh, or wonders about him, he just starts to just expose him more and more and more in such a different ways. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing story. Ruby, any thoughts on that? <laughs> so, yeah. um, so Michelle, after that all took place, were you still half Buddhist, half Christian? No, 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 no. So I guess to go back a little bit to even like share where, um, I guess my fate started that I didn't know. Um, my aunt, so my mom's uh, sister, she was the one who actually started that uh, faith in our, our family line. Mm. And my aunt, um, she was actually paralyzed completely, couldn't talk, couldn't walk. 
when she was only about six months old. And this was after Korean War and, you know, economy, they're starting to build up, but still a lot of resource and a lot of medication is not available. And when she was young, she got high fever. My grandma took her to hospital and they gave her some antibiotic or some kind of shot. But because of that, her whole body became, like, became paralyzed. She couldn't talk. She couldn't walk. And she just became like this, um, you know, like she would communicate with her mom with blinking eyes, like I'm hungry or things like that. And my grandmother who was Buddhist, she like, my mom was just explaining as, as a child seeing her own mom day and night, just praying to Buddha day and night, just asking, you know, Buddha for this miracle to happen over her daughter. Um, and my aunt who turned 20 years old and the first thing and the only thing and the last thing that she was able to say before she passed away was mom, believe in Jesus. Jesus is real. She left that um, for her mom. And from there, that's when my grandma completely, um, you know, came to Christ like, oh, Jesus is living God. Wow. That's amazing. She had never yeah. said anything. That's what she said, just out of the blue. Just like out that. of the blue. Wow. Only thing, the last thing, the first and the last thing that she said. Wow. And, you know, still today, my mom tells me, um, yeah, that's where it started. That's where it all just started. And, you know, even for my mom who got to live that and saw that transformation, she didn't come to Christ till later on. And it was her mom constantly like, like talking about Jesus. And um, my mom said that she thought her mom, which is my grandma, like um, as this, like, you're crazy mom. Like you're just, just Jesus freak. You're going out of your mind, you know? But my mom came to Lord um, in 2007, just personal encounter. And she came out um, without, you know, knowing anything about the Bible. But she just heard this like voice, like go to seminary. So she went in, you know, in, in seminary, she learned about the word and the Bible. And um, yeah, and now she's, yeah, she loves Jesus. And one thing that I do respect for my mom. And if you saw my YouTube testimony video, my mom and I, we have a, you know, um, a story me and my mom, we didn't see each other or meet each other or didn't know where we were, you know, within each other for 14 years after my parents divorced. Um, but it was really the Lord when we met, um, the connection at one point we were going to the same church and we didn't know because that church was just huge. And, you know, knowing my mom's story, and I'm not going to lie, it was a journey for me too, to understand, to let go of the, you know, like that, um, that hurt that I received as a kid and the bitterness that I had not understanding, like, you know, why or how, um, why or how she wasn't part of your life. Exactly. Yeah. But it's weird. It, it actually happened this year where I didn't realize how big of just a journey that my mom had to walk through. 
you know like imagine you're married for 11 years and one day your title as a mom and as a wife is just just like raw from you and um and and the only journey that you are now living for it's like oh I need to reconnect with my kids you know and then you reconnect with your kids but you realize your kids are now adults and it's just but one thing my mom told me she's like you know there's a difference Michelle of being loved by people versus knowing that you're loved by God And through all the things that I've been through, one thing that I could say confidently is that I am loved by my father Mm. and not earthly father. I'm talking about heavenly father. And uh, I, and as I was just hearing that, I'm like, wow, that's a legacy that she's leaving me. Wow. Like that's a legacy of faith that she's leaving me with. And honestly, I was, I'm very thankful you know, and I don't say this, um, that the, the walk was all smooth, all good. We have so much bumpy road and I had my own struggles of really, really walking out and understanding that, that forgiveness and understanding of grace over myself, over this relationship, over my mom, over my family and the work of God. And just, I can't deny his faithfulness. I can't deny God's love in the midst of all this. And yeah. So So, here we are. (laughs) So were you exposed to Christianity through your mother before you moved to the States? uh, Before? Not my mom. Um, I would say my mom's side's family for sure. Um, Here and there, but I wasn't like, I would just go to my grandma's house maybe like you know like vacation time whatnot and now I look back my grandma would talk about God and church and Jesus but here's the thing when I go to my dad's side they're talking about same thing but about Buddhists so I'm just like okay okay you know yeah same same um but I'm not gonna lie after coming to Christ now I see the um how do I say this I see the power of light, but also power of darkness. Mm. And one thing that I do remember when I used to go to Buddhist temple, and I'm not scared of dark. I'm usually not scared of dark. And um, I was, you know, fine, but I would just feel this like dark, just presence. I don't know. I just didn't like it. And I would cry. Like I would cry where the monk had to hold me on their arms for me to fall asleep. And on my grandma's side, on my dad's side, who's Buddhist, whenever I go to her house or her or visit, like, I don't know, at night, I would just feel this darkness. And honestly, I didn't even remember that until like I came to America and then my grandma called and she was like, are you sleeping okay at night? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, um, like, are you okay now at night? And I'll, and then that's when the memory recalled. I was like, oh my gosh, I was terrified at her house to sleep at night because I would feel this like dark presence. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much I could kind of talk about, you know, Christianity other than the fact like of gospel, of Jesus, of the light. 
but when we look into the word, it also talk about that, like the spiritual warfare that is happening, mm-hmm. um, the existence of unseen, yeah. you know, if there's an angel, then there's a devil. If there mm-hmm. is, you know, heaven then there's hell, like just, there's a dark and light. And I didn't get to see that or feel that or even notice that. And I think it's the same thing. Like, you know how some people say you don't know how deep trouble or not deep trouble. Um, I don't know when, like when you're so immune to it or when you're part of it, you can't see the opposite of it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So real quick, I wanted to ask Ruby, Ruby, your grandma on your mom's side is a Christian too. Is that right? Oh, wow. I would say it's like a half to half situation too. Like, you know, she, I mean, let me take my grandma example. She goes to the Buddhist temple and she also pray. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, somewhere in between. It's like that. So your, your mom's mom, your grandma on your mom's yeah. side, you would say she's like, she prays to Jesus, but she also goes to Buddhist temple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And I would say, lot of them like that in Asian culture so why Michelle why did you choose why did you believe like you had to give up Buddha in order to follow Christ you know honestly it wasn't even giving up it's just when you find something real you now know what's like not real and and this is and I I say this carefully because you know even after sharing my testament on YouTube I noticed that a lot of uh there were a lot of comments on, uh, from the Buddhist community. And this is not me saying like, oh my gosh, like you are Buddhist. That means you're an evil person. No, I don't mean that. I do not say that at all. I believe, you know, we are all created in God's image. And um, there is no, how do I say it? Like uh, you're eviler than me. Like, no, it says that we all fall short for the glory of God, that we have all sinned. Um, however, I could talk about, or I could have just, I could just share about what I experienced and what I have seen and tasted, um, and coming to know that there's one true living God. And, um, and I, I don't know, you know, some people go on both and I would have to ask them a question of like, do you really know Jesus? Do you really know, you know, do you really know who God is? Um, Because that's what the whole Bible is about too. It's just work of God and um, constantly him showing his people. Like I am one true living God. I am, I am living God. Other gods are dead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Like talks about it. Stop idolizing. Like, and, and as a human being, we, whether you know it or not, we all have faith of something, you know, you could have faith in your career. You could have faith in your family. You could have faith in technology or career or whatever that is. Um, it's really where you place your faith that changes the whole course of your life too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. That's like a kind of bold statement if I have to say that, but Yeah. So yeah, if they're attending to church and Buddhist temple, you want to ask, like, are you, do they really believe in um, Jesus? Do you really know who he is? 
who he is. Because, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I have a favorite actress and actor for singers. And I could read all about them. And I could know their birthdays. I could know their history. I could have all the information that I want of them through Wikipedia, through YouTube, or whatever. I could know them. But when I go to them, would they know me? No. I would know everything about them, but would they know me? No. And that's that's why one thing that I do want to like emphasize about Christianity, about true, like just this um Jesus and you know, is it, this a relationship? It's a relationship. And if you don't have that relationship with him or with Jesus, uh, you could know all about it. I could know all about all world religion, honestly. But it's different when you're knowing about it versus you're, you're having this relationship mm-hmm. um, that he knows me and I know him. And I believe that because, you know, God is God and Jesus is God. He knows me. But do I know him? And he always waits to just to be found. Like he says, I know you, but do you know me? And when you start building that relationship and he exposed more and more of who he is, then you come to more and more of, of like just this, like how personal he is. And he's not just dead God that you worship and you pray and who is far and who doesn't know you, who doesn't care. Like, I guess the main verse that I could just kind of go back to in, you know, in, in the Bible is just John three sixteen. God so loved the world. It's all based on love, but we all put this rules and principles and different kind of things and bound him up into, again, human understanding, you know, religion sets rules, but Jesus set you free. If you're tied to a religion, then it, it's just going back, going back to that question do you really have that relationship with jesus you know like because at the end of the day like you know like it's 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 me and him Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day like when i die i'm gonna be facing him Mm -hmm. my mom's not gonna be there my grandma's not gonna be there my family's not going to be, my pastor's not going to be there. My church is not going to be there. It's going to be me and him. And I'm, I, and I'm, I might, you know, even in the Bible, it talks about this. this those who comes like, oh, Lord, Lord, I know you. And he says, oh, away from me. I, I do not know you. Mm-hmm. This is a relationship. It's, it's not one way street. He's never one way street. That's not how he wanted this relationship to be. He says, I know you. I want you to know me. And when you know him, then you realize how all the things that people talk about, God's love, grace, and this idea of surrender and repentance, it, it doesn't come as this like religious like thing that you have to do, but it just comes in an expression of love because the overflowing love that he pours to you is all based on love. Perfect love drives out fear. And there's so many times that I get captured in fear. There's so many times that I, um, I am, I don't know, I don't feel him. It's not about feelings. I can't say my, my faith is 24 seven, always like, yeah, like Jesus, honestly, like, I don't know if you were to throw me somewhere like tomorrow and 
who knows? I can't, I can't rely on my own faith, but I know that he's faithful. And I know that he is God who is faithful and his love is steadfast. Steadfast meaning consistent. So knowing how, who he is, I could have confidence in him that he will never give up on me. And it just restarts that, 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 that love. I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you love me so much. Yeah. But it's that concept of love that people get, like, they don't understand or people, not people, but even myself, I didn't understand. Cause you know, this, this kind of love, you can't find it anywhere in the society with your friends, with your, you know, you're married and your husband loves you, but I'm pretty sure there are times when you're just feeling alone. Like they're married couples who feels more lonely than they were single. You know, Michelle, if you're talking, um, it reminds me of something. So I, I'm giving a talk next week, um, to let the sun shine in and out. And as I was doing some research today, uh, just looking into darkness and light, I came across this beautiful passage out of one of C.S. Lewis's books, um, out of the Narnia series, where he's talking about um, this character named Shasta walking in the dark. And I thought I'd share it. Um, I was looking it up as you were, you were sharing, because I think it's so beautiful, and it illustrates what you were just talking about. Um, so it jumps in. Um, so Shasta felt so sorry for himself that the tears rolled down his cheeks. He was very tired and having nothing inside him. He felt sorry for himself, and the tears rolled down his cheeks. What put a stop to all of this was a sudden fright. Shasta discovered that someone or somebody was walking beside him. It was pitch dark, and he could see nothing. And the thing or person was going so quietly that he could hardly hear any footfalls. What he could hear was breathing. His invisible companion seemed to breathe on a very large scale, and Shasta got the impression that it was a very large creature. And he had come to notice his breathing so gradually that he had really no idea how long it had been there. It was a horrible shock. It darted into his mind that he had heard long ago that there were giants in these northern countries. He bit his lip in terror. But now that he really had something to cry about, he stopped crying. The thing, unless it was a person, went on beside him so very quietly that Shasta began to hope that he had only imagined it. But just as he was becoming quite sure of it, there suddenly came a deep, rich sigh out of the darkness beside him that couldn't be imagination. Anyway, he had felt the hot breath of that sigh on his chilly left hand. Um, And then skipping down, so he went on at a walking pace, and the unseen companion walked and breathed beside him. At last, he could bear it no longer. Who are you? He said, barely above a whisper. One who has waited long for you to speak said the thing its voice was not loud but very large and deep and I just think um it's such a beautiful illustration of what it feels like to walk in the dark to think there's something there but I don't know what it is and then to finally reach out and he's right there scripture says behold I stand at the door and knock to anyone who lets me in right I'm gonna have communion with them or talk with them and I just think Man, and, and I that's the whole premise of this podcast, right? Seek and you shall find. When you find something mm-hmm. real, you've said it yourself, you know what's not real, right? And you just want to share that with people. And 
It's interesting. I and none of us are perfect, but I I loved that story. Um, I love your story. I love that story that I read just now because it illustrates that perfectly. Of we there is darkness, there is light, and sometimes um, it can feel like where is the light? You know, <laughs> uh, how do I find it? This world is so dark and messy, and sometimes I don't know. And he's right there. He's right there. Um, and I loved how you said that he met you where he, you were at. Ruby, you got any thoughts as we, I, I'd love to hear, I, I know you've got thoughts. I know you, you do. I, so um, I want to make sure that I get the right story. So you're saying that your dad's side, uh, they're still um, Buddhist family, right? Is that correct? Uh, you were saying if my dad's side is like, Buddhist? Like, yeah, like your dad's side's family, they're Buddhist, right? Right. My dad's side, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so have you, so have you talked to this? Um, for my grandma, you know, in the I'm not gonna lie, I even got criticized from my own family. You know, like my uh, dad called me like, I don't know how to like translate it in English, but I guess in Korean, um just saying like you became like this jesus freak you know and they thought that it's gonna be seasonal they thought it's gonna be a phase um but as i'm just like no this is like life-changing this is real faith i honestly believe that because they're my family and he's my father there's like just part of him just like observing you know and for my grandma's side you know, in the beginning, she, she, her too, she's just like, this is a phase, this is a seasonal, but as I more talk about Jesus to her, uh, there were, there was a time where she was a little more open to listen to it. And there are moments when she gets angry about it. And there are moments when she just allows me to pray for her. It's really one thing that I learned, um, is that it's not my job. I can't change the, their hearts. All I know is that as much as like my heart wants them to see this like love and this light, like Jesus also wants them to see the love and the light and his heart breaks that they, uh, they, they don't want to, I guess at this time, mm -hmm. but I know that God is doing something that the thing is that you know, he gave us this gift of free will. We have a choice. He is never a God who's going to twist your arm saying, I am real. Look at me. He's a gentle father. He's going to constantly just speak to your heart and tug, 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 tug. But still we have a free will. So, um, as of right now, my dad is, and I, I'm still praying for them. I'm still praying for my dad and my grandmother. Um, that's yeah. Yeah. Were you ever, this is a personal question, Michelle, but since we're having a personal conversation, I guess it's fine. But um, has there ever been a time since coming to Christ where you've been tempted to be like, ah, this is too hard on my family? Um, oh, I'm, no. No. <laughs> no. No. If anything, it's like, come on, come this way, you yeah. know? No. <laughs> once you taste his goodness and once you taste his love, there is really no turning back. Yeah. You could have seasons. You could have times when you fall, 
You could have times when you see yourself shortcoming. You could have times when you feel weak. But every time he makes sure he knows that uh, he he just he meets you where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were times when I, when it was really hard um, and seasons that I faced, but no, like once you taste his goodness, you just can't deny it. You can't deny it. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one other hard question here. Um, life is hard and it doesn't always go the way we plan. Uh, no, sometimes uh, rotten things happen, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and that's when your faith gets put to the test, right? Because oh, uh, yes. God is good all the time, but sometimes all the times aren't good. So um, how do you hold on to your faith during those seasons of, man, God, why are you allowing this pain in my life right now? So I honestly feel like that is a time um, that you get to taste his goodness in those hard times. And that is also the time when, like you said, your faith is tested, but also it is a time where it makes you question, do I really know who he is? Mm. Um, And it's funny that you're talking about that. I'm not going to lie. Just even a few months ago, I was just having this hardest season in my own personal walk. And it's weird because, you know, I thought I've been through enough. (laughs) I thought with my family and with all this, I'm like, you know, like facing, you know, like while back, like family death, like, oh, I tasted quote unquote pain. Um, But even just a few months ago, I just hit this another type of like brokenness. Um, All the things that I quote unquote planned or what I thought is gonna go to didn't happen. And someone that I really adored and saw like this, you know, future with, um, it didn't go the way that, you know, because I'm human, we all fall. (laughs) And yeah, you question God, it's like, God, why did you allow this? And then the simple answer is like, well, because we're all sinful and there's sin in this world. But it's like, I don't like that answer. Like, no, you're God of Redeemer. You could do something. And it's, it's, it does really put you to a test. But for me personally, it was more like, how do I go through the season without pressing in, in him? Like, I can't rely on anything else. What am I going to rely on? Like, I've been relying on myself. And every time I rely on myself, I fail. So what I'm going to rely on, on money? on relationship people people are like this season was really hard because it was people that failed me mm-hmm. or I failed them or it was relationships so where do you put your faith where do you put that hope I can't put it anywhere but him and in the midst of all that I think I could only say this right now because that season is that while God is faithful he is faithful and his love is steadfast because even in the midst of my brokenness and walking that he didn't leave me. There are moments when I was like, I can't do this. There are moments where I was like, God, why? And crying out to him. But like he's, I don't know, like, (laughs) 
Like, where I'm going to rely on? I don't know. You're going to rely on your friends? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. who do you rely on? Your family? They, like, everything changes. Everything, nothing is permanent in this world. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Our age change, the time change, season change. People come in and go. Even, you know, you could have a one beautiful family moment right now. And next day, something could happen. Like, look at what happened. Like, what, what's happening right now with COVID. Mm-hmm. We just don't know tomorrow. And I think this, this whole COVID is really making us realize, stop. I mean, like, dang, there are a lot of things. Actually, nothing is in my control. Only thing that I could really, you know, control is what I do and say or whatever. But really, like, tomorrow's never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So what, what are you going to put your faith in? Yeah. And I, I personally believe that I didn't just, you know, I'm not just destined to live in this earth to just die. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you mentioned too, um, early on in your story that you felt like you had these holes in your heart that were just, uh, right. Never being filled how has Jesus filled those holes for you? And is that what you keep finding, that those holes have been filled by his love for you? Is that Would that be fair to yes. say? Yes. You know, um, because, you know, uh, what is it? Ruby is in this talk. I just want to, like, talk to her directly and people who are listening or whatnot. We are all born to be loved, and we want to be loved. The empty holes that we feel is really just wanting to be loved. And that love, we seek it out everywhere else. But that hole of that love, it's like an infinite hole. It's like a black hole. You put it in, put it in, put it in, and nothing gets completely filled. So we look for something else, and we drive ourselves to do something better to find better purpose or or higher career or higher education or relationship or whatever. But because that hole is infinite, only infinite being can feel it. So when I think of what is infinite being in this world, it's someone who never ever dies and who's always consistent and who was there from the very beginning and who's going to be there for the very end. What is that? Can I think of something that is that, you know, he conquered death. He rose again three days later and he says, I'm the way, the truth and life. And he was never here to perish us or to, you know, to hurt us. But he says, I'm here to show you true love. And with my love, you wouldn't seek anywhere else for that love. But we're human. There are moments when I'm just like, I need some of my friends or I want to be in a relationship right now, right here. (laughs) But like when I go back to the main source that um, just, I feel this peace. It's like, be still and know that I'm God. And it is a very, very comforting thought to know that there, like, there's someone who knows way more, who lived through it all, who been through it all, who just sees it all and says, I know you and I love you. And you are not just made here to live and die. I made you with a purpose. And I 
make sure that you're in this at this timeline to live right now for a purpose for a reason and um yeah so i think just going back to the truth um i don't i'm not sure if you have mentioned this early on but like where is your brother at right now i'm just out of curiosity so you know what's so crazy so my brother <laughs> his name is paul and i don't know if you know the bible but paul was one of you know jesus's disciple but before he lived as paul he was like christian murderer he lived a complete different life so that's where my brother um that's where that's the the lifestyle and the walk that he was walking you know before when i mentioned just the word jesus he would just get so angry when i just say like you know like jesus loves you like this just this rage was just like you know he could be all calm and i just mentioned the name jesus and he'll get so angry and uh my I, I believe God is um, onto something with my brother's journey. It wasn't too long ago, but out of the blue, um, you know, my brother's the one who first reached out saying, I need to go to church. And this is after decades of him, like just completely hating on, you know, church or Christians and people who really, really hate the church or Christianity. I want to just recognize that it's from hurt. You know, it's like they have a hurt somewhere in some way, um, which is so sad because it represents, it, it, it misrepresents who God is. But yeah, going back to my brother, he's on a journey. God is unto my brother. And um, yeah, I'm excited for my brother. He does, he probably doesn't see it, but me as a third person, I see so much change. It's kind of like, when you're living your own life, you don't see the change or the progress because it's like, I can't measure how much of my nails or my hair is grown daily. But like after a while, you recognize your nails are so long and your hair is so long. So from someone who like seen my, like the journey of my brother, I see uh, God just tugging him constantly. And yeah. It's, it's not my story. It's God's story. And it's my, it's, it's his personal story, but I believe that God is building up my brother's testimony as well. Hmm. Michelle, are do you have more speaking engagements in the future? Because you, uh, you're a very passionate communicator. You have a real gift. Um, is that something in your future? Do you think, or what's next? Oh, for you? I, uh, I mean, I would love to, if God opens that door, I would love just because, you know, like, yeah, when you taste the goodness, I'm sorry if I sound annoying, but it's like, I can't shut up about it. <laughs> Even in the lowest season and the high season, um, it just, it goes directly back to, you know, that faith relationship with Jesus, but yeah, I would love what is next to me, uh, next for me. So actually this month I did get invited to one of like a small youth retreat if I could come and speak, but because of COVID, it got postponed to October. So that is something in agenda. Can it change? Yes. I don't know. Um, 
but as of right now, I'm just part of a community and I am, I myself is actually just discovering more about God and learning about him and coming to that, that, um, the repenting heart and just seeing like, again, relearning that father's heart of God is a constant, like learning. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> awesome. The finding something real podcast is about a journey towards restorations, eternity, authenticity, and love. So of those four gifts that you can find in relationship with Jesus Christ, which uh, which one stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? Um, I would say restoration and love. Um, yeah, restoration and love. Uh, why? Because like I just mentioned, I'm relearning about Father's heart and his love and restoration because I'm learning the power of redemption not like, you know, uh, I think just growing up in Asian culture, there's also part of me that quote unquote, that still slightly, it chases after perfection. So when something doesn't go right, or something goes off track, it's like, oh my God, I failed or God failed or what's going on, you know? Um, but more and more God is like, I'm all about redemption, not perfection. I'm God of restorer, God of redeemer. Um, so yeah, and in that, in, in the midst of those times, it, it just, just, yeah, his love, like how deep it is, how wide it is. I think it's again and again, um, speaking. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what stands out in my life right now. Oh, love it. Well, Ruby Kuo and Michelle Oh, thank you both so much for being here and sharing and Ruby, thank you for making the time and showing up at the coffee house before yes. we started. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, thank you, guys. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting co-hosts to join me to share their personal stories and to ask their honest questions about the Christian faith. Each month, we hope to feature a different co-host and together invite guests on to share from their own faith journeys and experiences. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all about what's so great about Jesus, I hope you come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.